Welcome to this week's virtual drasha. This week we have the incredible privilege to read Parashas Va'ir, and the parasha begins with a dynamic and dramatic dialogue between Akadosh Baruch and Moshe Rabbeinu. Remember, Moshe Rabbeinu was feeling very down after how the interaction with Paro went in last week's parasha, because remember again, Moshe Rabbeinu comes armed with a message of redemption, and Paro, how does Paro respond? Obviously, if you have time to think about freedom, you have time to think about redemption, that means you have too much time on your hands in general, and therefore, more work. More work, harder work. Moshe Rabbeinu is theologically distraught because Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't understand why bad things are happening to good people. And so the beginning of this week's Pasha Kaddish Baruch Hu engages Moshe Rabbeinu in that dialogue. But then something amazing happens. Hashem says to Moshe, I want you to go back to the people and I'm going to give you the drasha. I'm going to give you the words. I'm going to give you the formulation. And in fact, again, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives Moshe Rabbeinu is for us what we end up calling the Arba Lashonos Shal Geula, the four expressions of redemption. Vautzesi, I will take you out. Vihetzalti, I will save you. Vigaalti, I will redeem you. Vilakachti, I will take you to me as a nation. And of course, the fifth expression, Vihevesi, I will bring you to Eretz Yisrael. We, of course, memorialize these expressions of redemption at the Pesach Seder. We have four cups of wine corresponding to the four expressions. And of course, the fifth expression, the Avesi, I'll bring you to Eretz which we understand to really mean messianic redemption, that is memorialized in the koshel, the cup of Elijah, that we put on the table, we look at, but we don't yet drink. But what I want to draw your attention to is something amazing. In this first expression, Hashem says to Moshe the following idea. This is in Parak Vav, Pasuk Vav, chapter 6, verse 6. Moshe, I want you to go and I want you to say the following to the Jewish people. Ani Hashem, I am God. And I will take you out from underneath the Sivlos. The Sivlos. What is it? What, what, what's the title? What's the meaning? What's the definition of the word Sivlos? So Rashi HaKadosh says Sivlos is Torah Masa Mitzrayim. The load. The load. The heaviness of the load of Egypt which sits upon you. Now of course that load of course could refer to a physical load. The fact that the people were doing backbreaking labor that effectively become beasts of burden, but it can also refer to the emotional load, right? That being in Egypt was a heavy, overwhelming experience. So I will take you out from Sivlos, from the burdens of Egypt, from the burdens which weighed down on you so heavily. And in fact, it's interesting because this same word is used twice within three psukim. Just a little couple of psukim later, the Pasuk says, actually one Pasuk later, excuse me, next Pasuk. I'll take, right? You will know that I am Hashem, your God. I'm taking you out from underneath the burdens of Egypt. It's always intriguing when the Torah, though, she uses the same word twice within two psukim. The way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu describes the Egyptian experience is one of sivlos, sivlos, burdens. And I'll share with you an incredible idea. The great tzaddik, Chidushi Arim, the Ger Rebbe, says the following. A little bit of a play on words. He says, sivlos, otsia eschem mitoch hasavlanus shiyesh bochem klapeyamitrim. This is incredible. The Rebbe says, sivlos, we translate it as burden. The Rebbe says, Sivlos is also, is also Savlanut, patience. I'll take you out from the patience of Egypt. Now, what does this mean to take Klal Yisrael out from the patience of Egypt? 
This is incredible. The Ger Rebbe, the Chidush Harim says, do you know what the problem with Klal Yisrael in Egypt at this time was? Do you know what the real problem was? Patience. They were very patient with their current circumstances. You'll say, how could they be patient? They were slaves, they were beasts of burden. Sometimes a person becomes patient with their current circumstances when they resign themselves to their current circumstances. If I accept that this is what it is, right? My current situation, this is how it is. This is life. It's an immutable reality. There's nothing else to do. There's nothing to be done about it. Then suddenly again, I have savlanut. I have patience. I, okay, this is what it is. What, what am I going to do? I'm going to spend my life worrying about it. This is what it is. I have savlanut. Kaddish Baruch Hu says, Moshe, do you know what the problem of Cloud Israel is? Not a burden, not a burden. I'm going to take them out from the savlanut, from the patience of Egypt. They're too patient with their circumstances. They're too complacent with their circumstances. They're too accepting of their current reality. You see what the Chalish Baruch Hu was describing to Moshe Rabbeinu? As Klal Yisrael had effectively given up. That's why, again, we know the end of this story. Moshe Rabbeinu comes and delivers this magnificent drasha. And what's Klal Yisrael's response? Velo Shamuel Moshe. They didn't listen. Why? They had hard work. They had hard work. Moshe, thanks. Got it. Back to work. See, they were patient and accepting of their circumstances. And isn't this an incredible idea that the Chiddush is highlighting for us? Because the truth is, we often speak about patience, and being patient is very important. We like to say patience is a virtue. It's not just a virtue, it's a necessity. In life, we require a sense of patience. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's plan often spans over an entire lifetime, multiple lifetimes. Sometimes the things we want out of life are meaningful and beautiful and great, but they're going to take time. So you have to have patience in life. You have to have patience patience for God's plan to unfold, and you have to have patience for your own personalistic self-actualization to unfold as well. But sometimes, says the Chidushe Harim, patience is not a virtue. Patience is detrimental. Sometimes patience becomes complacency. Sometimes being too patient with compromised circumstances allows me just to accept them as my newfound default reality. I stop thinking about something bigger. I stop dreaming about something better. Why? Because I've simply become patient with who I am, what I am, and where I am in life. That was the message that Hashem was giving to Moshe. Cloud Yisrael's greatest problem now is not Paro. Cloud Yisrael's basic problem now, profound problem now, was Savlanut. They were too patient, too accepting, had resigned themselves to their current circumstances. And the moment you're just too patient with your life, with your current reality, is the moment you give up hope for anything bigger and better. There's an incredible story that's told. It's probably one of my favorite stories of all time. Story that's told about the great tzaddik, the Magid, Rav Nachum of Chernobyl. And the story is told that one time the Magid was traveling and he checked into an inn 
inn of a simple Jew. Like all good Hasidish and Maiselach happen at an inn. So Machim of Chernobyl, the great Tzad, the great Magid, checks into an inn. And again, simple Jew. But of course, the simple Jew knows who his, who his guest is, Rabbi Nachum of Chernobyl. He gives Rabbi a beautiful room, gives him what to eat, fine. The innkeeper goes to sleep, Rabbi Nachum of Chernobyl goes to his room, and in the middle of the night, the innkeeper is woken up, startled by he hears crying, crying. And not just crying, but sobbing. And not just sobbing, but again, heart-rending sobbing. The innkeeper here is coming, it's from coming from the room of Nachum of Chernobyl. The innkeeper runs into the room. He sees the magazine, he sees Rav Nachum of Chernobyl sitting on the floor, literally sobbing, sobbing his heart out. He says, Rebbe, what's wrong? What, what, what is it? Was it the food? No, no, no. Rebbe says, no, the food was great. Is it the bed? Maybe the bed's not comfortable. Nachum of Chernobyl says, no, 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 the bed is great. The accommodations are fantastic. To which the innkeeper says, Rebbe, so if everything is okay, can I ask why are you sobbing? So the rabbi says, I'm so sorry for waking you. I was saying tikkun chatzos. Tikkun chatzos. Simple innkeeper says, you'll excuse me. What's tikkun chatzos? So he says, oh, that's when we mourn for the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. To which the simple innkeeper says, Rebbe, listen to this, Rebbe. What was the Beis HaMikdash? To which Nachman of Chernobyl takes the hands of this simple Jew in his hands and he says, you know, my dear innkeeper, Years and years ago, we had a beautiful Beis Hamikdash, a beautiful temple that stood on the Harabayis, that was the center point, the focal point for all of Klal Yisrael's spiritual activity. It was where heaven met earth and where earth met heaven. It was where man and God were able to come together in such holy and beautiful intimate connection. And it was destroyed. And it was destroyed. But we mourn for it. And in the schus of the constant and perpetual mourning, Emirat Hashem HaKadosh Baruch will rebuild it for us. And Rav Nachum, Rav Nachum Shunobu says to the innkeeper, tell me, my dear innkeeper, when the Beis Hamikdash is rebuilt, are you going to come back with me to Yerushalayim? Are you ready? Are you right? Because Mashiach comes, we're going to get to go back. Are you going to come back with me? To which the innkeeper pauses this moment, he thinks, he says, you know what, Rebbe, it's a good question. I'm going to go ask my wife. Go ask my wife. It's a good Jewish husband. I'm going to go ask my wife. So the innkeeper leaves the room. He comes back to the Rebbe Kaub and says, Rebbe, I spoke to my wife about this whole Mashiach thing, the third base Hamikdash thing, going back to Yushan. My wife said, it sounds so nice, but we can't. We can't. Rav Nachum says, why can't you come back to Yushan when the base Hamikdash is rebuilt? Very simple. You know what? We have an inn. We have chicken coop. We have, we, have some, we have cows. We have goats. We have sheep. We have all this stuff. We have all this livestock to look after. We, we can't go back with you. We're so sorry. To which Rav Nachum says, but what about all the anti-Semitism? The pogroms, the Cossacks, all these different people who make your life miserable. Isn't it worth it to give up the inn, to give up the goats, the sheep, the cows, the chickens, to come to Eretz Yisrael, to be in the base Hamikdash, to be with Klaus Yisrael, to be with Mashiach, to live in the safety of your people and your land? Innkeeper says, you know what? Zagri, you're saying good, you're saying good. Let me go ask my wife again. Innkeeper leaves. He comes back a few minutes later, he says, Rebbe, my wife has a different idea. When Mashiach comes and they rebuild the base Hamikdash, if you can please take the Cossacks and the Crusaders to Yerushalayim, that would be fantastic. Then we'll be happy and settled right here. You know, we say the Misa, and sometimes it brings a little smirk to our face, right? A little chuckle. But the truth is, it's a tragic story. 
because it's the story of a good man, a simple Jew, who became so patient with his circumstances that he just simply couldn't imagine or couldn't think of anything better for himself. The most he could think of is a life without Cossacks, a life without pogroms. I have my inn, I have my chickens, I have my goat, I have my sheep. Shalom Yisrael. And when the Rebbe of Chernobyl, Nachum Chernobyl says to him, but there's something so much greater potentially waiting for you. Sivlos Mitzrayim. I'm patient, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. And here, dear friends, lies the very challenge of the human condition. Patience is a virtue at times. Yes, there are many times if you have to be patient with your circumstances, wait for things to change, wait for things to evolve. But there are many other circumstances in life where you have to be ragingly impatient. Ragingly impatient. I'm not going to be patient with myself. I, there are things I need to change. I need to change it now. There are things I need to do that I need to do now. There are circumstances in my life that I need to alter. I need to alter it now. Yes, are there things that need patience? Are there things that need time? Absolutely. But there are so many other things that can and should happen now. There are so many other things in life for which we have to stop being so patient. The words that Hashem gave to Moshe to tell our ancestors and the words that Hashem whispers into our ears on this very day. Be patient with certain things and stop being so patient with others. May HaKadosh Baruch Hu give us the wisdom to know what we need to be patient with. And may He give us the strength to stop being patient with the things in which we could affect change right now. Wishing everyone a good night of Shabbos and a beautiful Shabbos Kodesh.